You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get off your phone, little girl. (laughs) And I I, I listen. (laughs) Yes, mom. Yes, mom. Welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. Oh, we're live? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we all start, bro. Oh, my God. Surprise. Uh, Welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. On this episode, we're going to kind of follow up on our last episode. Uh, We talked about the product HelloFresh, and we talked about uh, the idea of uh, competence and your awareness about it. So uh, Scott gave a really helpful uh, summation of the different ways that you move about the world in terms of your unconscious uh, incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and uh, unconscious competence. And if you want to learn more about that in detail, I encourage you to listen to the previous episode because we really dive into it. This episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about the subject of figuring out what you do do. So last, yeah, do, do, do. you said do do. <laughs> actually, actually, specifically, this is this is an exercise. This is an exercise that you do with clients, right? that you walk clients through to help give them clarity on what things they should be spending their time and energy on, right? Yeah. So I guess a good way to kind of to set it, uh, to distinguish it is we talked in the last episode about all the people that went to NAR and how they walked through the exhibit hall. And all these people are like, hey, you don't know that you need to be doing this thing over here, but don't worry, we did it all for you, right? In other words, you go from unconscious incompetence all the way to unconscious competence. You skip all the middle. That's what they're promising, right? Right. And then what happens is people sign up for the service, they pay a bunch of money, and they never use it. So by contrast, what I'm saying is, actually, hold on. Who are you as a person? And what do you do already? Like, what are the, like where are you spending your time? And uh, what's your passion? How do you have synergy with the people that you have synergy with. So one of the first things I do as a helpful exercise to people is I start at the very beginning. I don't ask them the annoying question, what's your strategic advantage? <laughs> if you were right. a tree, what kind of tree? <laughs> what kind of tree? Would you <laughs> <laughs> <Why> stupid. <laughs> I don't give a fig. Yeah. Um, I ask them, I say, if I were to put your clients from the last two years into one room, all of them, all of your clients last two years, or you could even call it your sphere of influence, right? All of those people. What would be true of 75% of them? In other words, I'm not asking you what's true of all of them because there's always an outlier. I'm saying what's true of the majority of them. And so we break that down. Age, income, stage of life. Why are they buying? Are they selling? What are they selling? And at the end of it, what you get is you get a clear snapshot of who you're working with and at what point in their life. So for example, um, one of my clients, he, uh, he works with primarily young professionals mm-hmm. who happen to be in their 30s, 40s, and maybe their 50s. And the thing that unites them all is they're making pretty good income between $250,000 and a million, which in Southern California, Huntington Beach 
you're talking like upper middle management to upper management and maybe even a small business owner, right? That's kind of the range you're looking at. The thing that makes them especially unique is despite making this great income, they're, it's, they're still in their starter home because they've been putting money away. They've been smart about their money. And now they're looking to make a move to their second home. And, and in their case, most of their cases, their second home is going to be a long-term home. This isn't a step. This is like the uh, I'm going to be here until I scale back down, until I downsize. Let me ask you a question about this because this is this this could evolve into something that I think about a lot, and and we kind of even touched on this a, a little bit. Is how did he did he sit down one day and say I want to attract A, B, C, and D, E? I want this client base, or does this particular person have a unique? personality, set of habits, certain type of character that he attracts those people to him. So that when you analyze what his database is, he didn't, he didn't say, I'm going to go after these people because I think that's, this is the perfect type of person. I think that's what Dustin's exercise is helping them discover. It, so one, right? one of, to, to your question, Scott, one of the questions I ask in that block is, why do you have organic synergy with these people? Correct. So what do I, ha- what do I have in common is how I put yep. it, right? And so often what we find is that, oh, well, we go to the same school or we experience the same things in our lives. So in this gentleman's case, this is his situation, Right. Uh, so he can speak expertly about it because going to the the competency framework that you introduced in the previous episode, yep. uh, he's actually uh, unconscious or he's actually consciously um, competent in some of this, and he's consciously uh, incompetent in some of this. In other words, like he he's aware well, in the of tactics in the tactics, but the he tactics, yes. but but he is he's identified messaging and mediums right. that that allow a communication channel or a feedback loop so that these people can be attracted to him. Right. Right. Even so if by accident, because I want to be clear, identify can sound intentional. He just did it out of who he is. That's what I'm saying. No, it's all by it. Well, I don't want to say it's all by accident, but what it is, is it, it is, he is exposing, he's, he's being vulnerable. So whoever he is and what his core competencies and what he's passionate about and what he values, he's being vulnerable and putting that out there, call that marketing or advertising, whatever his messaging is and whatever mediums he chooses to get that message out, whether it's video, whether it's blogging, whether it's handshaking, whether it's networking, he is attracting those people to somebody, something that he already is. But we don't always recognize that we have those traits because it's just us, right? And so your exercise kind of, gives them a gives them an outside in perspective and says listen you know you want to grow your business let's take a look from the outside and let's see how you got that business and what all of those traits are and and, and it sounds like your exercise at the end says and, and this is this is almost like what we always talk about tools um Tools don't deliver a result that you're not already getting. It just augments and amplifies what you already do and what you, yes. who you already are. And that's what those tools are. And your exercise, because it's it's the whole uh, the metaphor of, of um, or the analogy of you you can't see the forest through the trees. When you're in the forest, you don't. You, you, when you're in the trees, you don't know what the forest looks like. But somebody comes along and says, "Well, here's the forest, and here's you." 
And this is so it's that third, it's that it's that perspective. So so talk more about how that conversation evolved because this is absolutely fascinating. It's almost it's it's almost an exercise in be, in in being more self aware. Yeah. So in this guy's case, he had actually started in the ultra luxury market, working for a major agent team in Orange County. He was hired on. Uh, there was a big producing agent, and this guy was hired on to like help him with his business. I can't remember exactly the position he held. It was something like he was a client concierge or something like that, right? And then he got exposed to certain high net worth people. As people do, he you know he clicked with some better than others, and the mm-hmm. ones he clicked with, he actually got the opportunity to do some listings with. Okay, so he got uh, some big time, like big time, multi 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 million dollar coastal homes that he sold. But it turned out that that wasn't where he got traction because he's also a man of faith. He's LDS. And so he was in his community, very active. Uh, he's also involved in his kids stuff. Right. And so that's where people started coming to him and they, you know, they recognize, hey, this guy has got he's a man of character. He's involved in the community. Uh, he understands my life situation because he's in my life situation. He's committed to a set of values. Yes. Yeah. And he found himself by the time he and I were talking. He was sitting at at what he felt like was a crossroads because let's be candid. If you can sell $10 million plus coastal homes in Orange County, you're making amazing money. Mm -hmm. It's also a market that's super competitive, very cutthroat. The agents at the top will just destroy you, right? Because, because there aren't, I mean, there are, well, in Orange County, there are an outsized number of $10 million homes, but even still there aren't that many of them. That go that convert every year, that flip every year. And so, you know, he's looking at it, he's like, well, the money's really good. And I've gotten some wins over there. Like I've hitting some home runs over there, but like my doubles, triples, and other home runs are over here. And I said to this guy, listen, 75%. What is 75% of your business? And so that for him was a mentality switch because now the kind of marketing that you have to do to win the, the $10 million guy is a completely different set of marketing than you, the marketing you have to do to get the person who's selling their we'll say $650,000 first home. Welcome to Orange County. Sucks. <laughs> uh, and they want to move up to their $1.3 million kind of, you know, life yeah. home until yeah. they downsize. Yeah. And, uh, and so he had to be real with himself about that. Right. But that was the start of him being able to now identify marketing channels and messaging and for him to understand uh, where he should be spending his energy and time in terms of developing himself, right? Uh, and it actually also turned into a, a complete rebrand for him because mm. he's no longer this person, this, you know, uh, this like big agency. He's now his own kind of deal with its own brand initiative. So one of the, one of the questions... I would be willing to bet that he's going to be exponentially more successful focusing his time and energy on not having to stretch so far outside of his comfort zone to be something that he's not really at his core and really just circling the wagons around who he is at his absolute core, where his unconscious competence is, right? So like he doesn't even have to try to be that person that identifies with somebody that he previously identified as I sell $10 million properties, but in his heart, he wasn't. Right. That wasn't where, that's exactly right. And it's like, what's his internal flame, right? And what I'm trying to get people to do is pour gasoline on their internal flame. And as opposed to outside companies, which are like, 
there are hotter flames over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go yeah. chase that flame. Yeah. And if you, you know, it just so happens that if you pay us 15, you know, hundred dollars a year, you're going to get this external flame over here and right. everyone goes to it because it's, you know, glowy and, and warm and whatever. And then but you get it and it's internal. a recipe for gas. It's not right. actually gasoline. You <laughs> yeah. have to be a chemist to put it together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have to start the fire. Then you have to grow the fire. Yeah. But it's not already there inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so. So how long how long of a process was that from when you initially kind of introduced the concept of this? introspective what do you what do you what do you call it do you have a name for this it's a is it a i just i call it a brand identity a process. brand identity exercise yeah. or so, brand therapy brand, brand therapy that's actually really good <laughs> yeah i stole it from a friend okay yeah. no that's it oh, oh there are there are no new ideas we only make good ideas better right so yeah so how long did it take so the um well, where was he at when he came to you? That's what I'm curious about because I'm always curious about – you talk about inner flame. I, I'm yeah. always curious about uh, the, that motivation. So what, what was it that happened that he said, I want to have this conversation with you? And, and He came to a class that Ricardo was teaching. Okay. And at the class, Ricardo was talking about some software – and it was one of those unconscious incompetence things where the guy was like, "Ooh, shiny object!" I didn't know object. that I needed. I didn't know I did it. That I needed this. Right now, um, at the class, I got up and talked briefly and and talked a little bit about this. Like basically, hey, be true to who you are and market to uh, market to the people that makes the most sense for you. And actually, in fact, along those lines, one of the things I tell people when we start this because he wasn't my client at the time. One of the things I tell people is I say. At the end of this whole process that we're about to go through, it may well be the case that my escrow company is not the escrow company you should work with because of who you are. And that's not like a condemnation on them or me. It's just we have a certain synergy with a certain group of people. I don't do this in expectation of business. There's no quid pro quo here. I just like helping people. And I've been through this. And frankly, you know, um, I've looked for mentors in my life. And I've been fortunate to have some. So how'd you get stuck with Ricardo then? <laughs> well, because he told me that you existed. <laughs> and so, and so uh, he came up to me after the class and he said, Hey, I love the way you talk about things. I love your energy. I, you know, you seem to have I a, like the way you talk. I like the way you, <laughs> I like the cut of your Slim chips. Blade. Sir. Um, and so, uh, and so that started a conversation. How long does this process take? Um, it, it varies. The, uh, so there's more to it than this, but the, the shortest amount of time I've ever spent with anybody is six hours. And the longest amount of time I've spent is 10 and a half. So uh, is that over a sense. period of, is that over a period of time, over a period of several of, meetings, several meetings, yeah, several three to weeks, four meetings, multiple weeks. And what I tell people every time at the end of it, is, I say, if this is not valuable for you, let's stop. Cause I don't want to waste. Oh, you tell time. them that at the beginning. Yeah. I also tell them that at the beginning. they can stop me anytime. So, so if somebody not that you're offering this necessarily, but if you find yourself in a situation where you're going to go through this process, because could this be a self-help thing? Like totally. if you had guidance, you could kind of walk yourself through it. How long do you think it, it, it would, how long do you think that time period, that six to 10 hours, how long is that stretched out? And what do you think the, um, the, the success rate is? It's too soon for me to tell the success rate because I've only been doing it for a handful of people. Now, every single one of them has walked away 
like glowing. But like I was telling, have Ricardo, they changed some of their the the way they think about things? They have, but it remains to be seen how it's going to play itself out in actual marketing. So like one guy launched, he he went and he's like, I'm going to put together a Facebook group and a website, and he did, and it really didn't resonate. I don't think with. He's trying to resonate with what we walked away with, but I don't think he achieved it. And that's where having, like you said, you're in the forest. You need someone who's outside and say, oh, you're, you're in the thick of the trees. You need someone who's outside. And you're like, here's the forest. Here you are in the trees. You, you know what this makes me think of is, is um, this makes me think of when in, in, in the real estate industry, in the real estate space, we are literally the product, right? So yeah. people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And it's really just comes down to knowing your product. Is mm-hmm. it not? Is it not? Know if you, thyself. If, if you know yeah. thyself, if you don't know who you are and you not, and if you're not true to yourself, if you're trying to be what you think people expect you to be, there's no, you, that's not the genuine you. But that's what, that's literally what everybody's doing. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It's because. But, but the people that are super successful, you're like, love them or hate them. That's just who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you could almost say that. No, you could almost say that with our current administration, right? (laughs) No, I mean, it's like, it's like, that's not fake. It's like, there are certain people that are super, super successful, but they're just who they are. I I think of our friend up in Yorba Linda. She can be a little gruff sometimes, (laughs) but she's highly successful and that is just who she is. So she is a, she is a just a powerhouse. She just has this magnetism. Yeah. When you see somebody, like when I see you, you, you and I haven't known each other that long, but all of our conversations are super candid and super transparent. I feel like I've known you for years. Right. Same. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like that transparency. It's that being your genuine you. So if you're having challenges in your business, you may not know your product. Well, or you know your product and you're afraid of it. So one of the things mm-hmm. that I have with clients that come in is they say, Explain that. yeah, so when I, when I start this process, I'll say, but Dustin, I, I want to be doing this over here. And they like point to some really successful agent who's working with, you know, uh, like the multi-million dollar or whatever. They want to be making big money, right? And they think that who they are as a person isn't the big successful agent. And they're not going to be big and successful because they don't have the flash, the car, the personality, the hot, you know, wife, whatever the case might be. And I tell and them they don't they don't know that that agent is married to a movie producer <laughs> that has personal relationships with all of those people that handed sure. them that business. There's lots of ways but, that stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 the big challenge is everybody they look out and they're like, I want what that person has. But you're not that. That's the, their problem. The other thing they do is they compare their chapter one to that person's chapter ten. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Thousand. I uh, one of the clients we work with, um, he uh, he's good friends with a top producing agent. In fact, he's on this top producing agent's team, and he likes to joke that this top producing agent is in his phone as Timmy. And it's true. Like this agent is actually in his phone as Timmy because Timmy, once upon a time was this, you know, new kid with not even two nickels to rub together. Right. And he was working with our client and selling commercial properties. And Timmy decided to go, you know, step into the world of luxury real estate and and become Tim, Tim. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he eventually became Tim and, you know, Tim is one of the top producing agents in all of the United States for one of the biggest brands in, in this country and around the world. Um, but 
for this guy, for our client, he's still Timmy, right? And so if you if you had met Timmy back when he was Timmy, right, where basically where I'm talking with these people, it wouldn't have looked like what you see now, the big flashy videos that are $65,000, $70,000 to make that he makes and stuff like that, right? Mm. Now, what I tell people too is you got to get traction, right? Uh, going back to the whole idea of walking through NAR and walking by these exhibits, and everyone promises the instant solution, right? What you need is you need to start with where you are and slowly get that traction and get that momentum. And, you know, just because this audience you're starting with now is maybe a younger 30 year old audience doesn't mean that that's who they're going to be forever, right? If you help that audience move upwardly mobile, well, you know, an audience of people that are making a million dollars a year probably you're going to buy some investment properties. And now you're working with investors, right? Like there's a natural progression that can happen there, but it has to start with you being with where you are, putting gasoline on your internal fire. When your internal fire just roars up, people around you are going to start paying attention. That's going to cause you to glow. That's going to make them want to know what's going on. There's a, there's a sort of catalytic effect that happens. Well, I think there's also, there's also a, a, a point where you have to be able to be honest with yourself and identify who, who, what that flame is, mm-hmm. right. And how that flame is made up. And, uh, you know, there's a, you know, as we're, we're building our team and one of the people that we coach with, um, always says, you know, the, the team that got you here is not necessarily the team that's going to take you where you want to go. And, and it could be the clientele that got you here is not necessarily the clientele that we're going to get you to where you need to go. And, and it's really kind of just that it's that it really is just that awareness with it. Do I want something? Do I want something just because I don't have it? And what am I not doing? What am I not investing in that I can grow that that's much more comfortable, that's much more natural? And how the hell do we get Ricardo to talk? (laughs) He hasn't said shit this whole episode. He's just sitting there. And I'm like, I want to hear what he has to say. (laughs) You guys keep going. (laughs) Here, friend, let me carry your burden. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, going back to, well, it's like the conversations you have when you sit down with agents, Ricardo. I mean, of the agents you sit down with, are the are the conversations that you have the most successful with people who know what they're doing, or the people who want you to like be to like to craft them into something that's successful? They passively sit by and consume I, success. I meet, so I meet both on a day to day basis. Uh, once a week, I meet. It's the teams, the ones that have been doing it for a while. They know who their demographic is. They know who they are. Yeah, they're just stuck. They're stuck at the conscious competence stage and you know they want to automate and scale and what do you think what do you think stops that progress i don't know i haven't figured that part out yet i don't know is it is it possible that they're going down the wrong path or they're just thinking about it in the wrong way no i mean they just they're stuck and they know they need to grow they know they need to take the reins on certain things they just don't know how so how so how do you when, when you find yourself in that position how do you how do you recognize that it's time to to assess? I think you feel it in your gut. What do you? Yeah, think? but a lot of times that, yeah. that a lot of times that that reveals itself as an insecurity <laughs> or a a you know what you feel in your gut is just sort of this uncomfortableness. It's like this for me. This the, just for me, those meetings right. have been. Hey, for me, those meetings have been. Hey, I came to your class. 
that was actually really revealing. We've been struggling with those things, haven't known what to do about it. Um, can we meet and talk? Okay. And then how do those conversations typically go? It's literally me sitting down and asking them, tell me about your business. Tell me why you think you're stuck. And here's what I can uniquely do to help. How, when you have those conversations, how many of those people seem obsessed with what like the top flashy agent is doing and how many of them are just obsessed? okay. So the producers are not obsessed with what the flashy agent is doing. Yeah. Even though I met a team yesterday, it was three of them. Um, they do, they did 22 or 24 transactions last year. They're like, it's not a lot by any number. And, um, it's pretty good. It, it's good. Um, they're being modest. Maybe, um, they are not concerned with what their local competition is doing. They're just concerned with, this is how we run our business. I know that we have some challenges. I think that you can help us. So talk to us about how you think you can help us. Great. Tell me about your business. Yeah. But they not once. Well, this age, I lost the listing to this team or to this agent because of X, Y, and Z. It's usually the bottom producers that are worried about, well, Timmy's over here doing this and Scotty's over here doing this and I need to do what they're doing. Like it's the bottom producers that are so overly, over, overly concerned with what the big dog in town is doing. Yes. And I asked that question because part of what got me to this document in this process I put people through is, so I've run this company twice. I ran it for a four-year period, and then I was out of the state for a year, and then I was asked to come back and run it some more. And the first time, I was focused on what the big dogs were doing. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I'm not, a, I'm not your typical escrow CEO at all. I don't come from an escrow background, 0% escrow background. I don't even come from a real estate background. I worked on a creative marketing team. Yeah, it was with a real estate company, but I my background is in technology, marketing, and design. That's my background. Um, and running an escrow company, the last place you would ever expect to find anybody with those credentials <laughs> because they're not seemingly the valuable credentials, right? Like being a lawyer, you know, escrow companies in this county are normally run by lawyers. They're run by people who are brokers, like real estate brokers. Or um, sometimes title guys or lenders also have backgrounds, right? Or they're run by escrow officers who sat at desk for, you know, 20 years and launched out on their own. That's who runs escrow companies. So the first time around, I was always trying to, like, compare myself to those people, and I would never succeed. The second time around, I said, all right, I'm going to run this on my own terms. And it's proven to be great because one of the things that distinguishes Lighthouse is that we're a consumer-focused escrow company. And what that means is that I have this philosophy that all of the world is being reshaped by the Internet to, to make uh, every single decision that consumers have to make, they can research online. They are researching it online. Mm-hmm. And so you have to explain yourself to the consumer because even <laughs> if ultimately the business is brought to you by way of some referral, in our case, a real estate agent, the consumer is still going to look you up. They still want to know what they're paying the fees for, and they still care about what you do. Well, the way that I can tell that story, I'm advantaged because I come from a marketing, design, technology background, all of which are highly important skills to have when you're working in an internet information age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was when I realized that that's who I am and started building the company around that, that we like, in other words, pouring gasoline on my fire, mm-hmm. that this company started changing and going to another level. Well, and then it, it's not like your challenges are, 
are any easier. It's just they're more exciting. Yeah. Right. Because it because it's it's your wheelhouse. It's your fire and you're just you're building it and you're like, it's not hot enough. It's not, you know, I know I need to do all these things, but you're excited because it's 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 in your wheelhouse for lack of a better term. (laughs) It's like it's right in your wheelhouse. It's like you're excited. You're like, I we get to discover this new thing. And it, 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 well, it's, it's interesting, and, and that's why I love this that that we're doing is because we're really just a bunch of entrepreneurs just kind of talking out this stuff that we think about all the time in our businesses, and we're just having these conversations. I'm really curious. This is we're pretty young at doing this, which is pretty new. But I'm really curious about what kind of conversations are going to be started around us having these conversations that we just think sometimes are just in our head. And then the three of us get together and they're like, Oh, those conversations are in your head too. Right. Let, let's 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 all talk about these things and 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 I don't know if we ever say this, but we don't know what we're going to talk about when we get in here. We are literally <laughs> we are literally in the t- trench with shovels and we're uncovering this stuff as we're having this conversation. This is just stuff that is in our heads right. and and I would be willing to be- I, I I I am confident that there are a lot of other people that have all these conversations also, and they sometimes they think that they're alone having these conversations and trying to figure these things out. So yeah. I, I'm I'm really curious to see what kind of conversations are created around this because every single one of these episodes, I learn so much just by sharing this with you guys and hearing what your perceptions are and what your perspectives are. And, and at the at the end of the day we're all trying to solve for this. We're all trying to solve for the same thing. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, here's the other thing I want to build on that. Cause you're right, Scott, there was a long period of time where I felt like, um, I felt like people didn't care about what I thought about. Like I had salespeople in here and I would roll out these ideas and they were just super bored. And oh. their eyes over. <laughs> oh, I've had that experience so many times. And it's heartbreaking because you feel like, yeah, you just feel like, Oh, you know what? This must not be interesting. Yeah. And I must just be spinning off in my own space, not helping <laughs> yeah. anybody. Right. And then I met you guys and it's like, no, this actually produces results. Or we're the three biggest idiots on the planet. <laughs> and we're just, <laughs> we just like, oh, says, says the guy who's invited to Vegas to keynote a speech oh, for a God. bunch of mortgage brokers, <laughs> obviously not successful. Um, and, and, you know, uh, but, but, but part of what I realized was I just had bad hires. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is when you start, you know, you start really examining who you are and what you're about, you identify both the good decisions and the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was really helpful for me to start finding and hiring people who got it, were inspired by what you know I was inspired by. Like you need that energy. You, you know what's what's super fascinating to me is is there there is no school for this. You know, there's no real school for entrepreneurialism. I mean, you you can because because how entrepreneurs are wired is just different. Right. We're, we're just we, 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 we think about things differently. Sometimes we think we're the only ones that can do this. And then when we try to start building companies and start building teams, it's the whole e-myth uh, thing where just because you're a good tactician doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner. So any school around entrepreneurialism is is some structure in the accounting and the, and the piece like that. Yeah. But then when it really comes to expressing your ideas and being able to t- 
take your wheelhouse and your inner flame and then hire and motivate people around you to help you do this. And this goes back to our other episode with the, the hello fresh thing is, is you should be as a business owner, you should be focusing on those things, the things that you're passionate about. This is my consumer. This is where my consumer is at. This is the messaging that I want to deliver to the consumer. And then being able to hire people to do all of the tactical stuff to follow your lead and to follow your vision so that you can just focus on being a better you. And, and that is really, really, really difficult for people because they, it's, I mean, this, this evolves into a whole different conversation of being an entrepreneur and building a team and getting out of your own way. But, but that what you just talked about in this little process that you have, what do you call it? A branding exercise or brand therapy, brand therapy. Yeah. Brand (laughs) therapy. That's amazing. No, because, because again, you don't always know who you are until somebody cares enough to come along and have that type of conversation with you and force you to see yourself and, 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 and just coming to that realization that this is my true self and it's not like anybody else. So this kind of is my own path, but I'm committed to it yes. because it feels right. And, and then you can well, get, it's because it's who I am. It's because it's who I am. It feels genuine. Yeah. And Oh, actually. So I, this is amazing. So <laughs> I was trying to think about how to say this. So recently I had a birthday, you had a birthday too. And it's it, it social media has been tough for me because I'm not a super social person, but you have all these contacts, right? You have all these friends. And so what do you do when a friend has a birthday? You everybody chimes in and say happy birthday. And for me, it kind of makes my head hurt because I'm like, I don't know all of these people, but <laughs> I feel like I have to like thank them for wishing me a happy birthday. And I've always done that. I've always gone in and like reacted to every single one, which is probably stupid. But what I noticed this time around is, as I started, there was people that I was like, oh, I don't even really know that person. Who is that? And then, and then there would be like a little video and it was a generic birthday video that somebody somewhere told them that you can build relationships by sending a generic video that was pre-recorded that you send to everybody. Oh, hey, happy birthday. I hope this is the most wonderful day of your life and you have so <laughs> many good things to look forward to. It wasn't to me. It was a video that they did. And it kind of pissed me off a little bit because I was like, <laughs> no, no, because it wasn't, that wasn't genuine. So right. now I, it, it didn't feel sincere. But I mean, I'll have friends that, you know, that I haven't talked to in a year that will call me or, or don't, don't call me. I don't, I don't pick up my phone, but they'll text me <laughs> and they'll, they'll text me and I'll be like, Oh my God, that was really thoughtful. That was, you know, I feel good that they thought about that. And that was really cool. And I felt good about that, but I got two or three of those this time. And, and I was just like, man, that's, it's not genuine. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. So how unlike do your customers the, feel? the animated GIF I sent you, which was genuine. <laughs> it was genuine. And the Lighthouse branded phone charger was also a big plus. Yeah. That, that was a big moment in my day. Uh, but, but it was like, how do your customers feel about you? Do they feel like you're actually genuine? Do they right. feel like you're actually being genuine? Or are you going out there doing something that somebody told you you should be doing to grow your business? Yes, that's 100% right. And I, I want to just wrap this up by saying that I, I sincerely believe that if you are who you are, right, and you're the kind of person 
who is already doing some kind of business, doesn't matter what kind of business, if you're out there doing business uh, with people who especially, you know, we've talked in the past about 80-20 rule and identifying the people that are willing to refer you or who leave a review or who send you repeat business, especially those people, you figure out what, you know, what it is about you that got them to uh, feel lit up, attracted them, attracted them. Mm -hmm. I'll just say you're good enough. Like, even if you're not the top, like, even if you are nothing personality wise, like whoever the flashy agent, broker, escrow CEO, title, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't look like that person or, or sound like that person, if you are who you are and you know what gives you energy, like synergy with the people you have synergy with and you pour gasoline on that, you will succeed. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. Um, you just need a little brand therapy. <laughs> just a little. Sometimes you just need a little brand therapy. Hey, visit marketingtrench.fm to check out the podcast episodes we've already uh, put out there, the 80-20 rule, the uh, uh, last episode about HelloFresh and uh, just different kinds of consciousness and how you move about the world and many other really great episodes. Also visit our Facebook community. That's where we'd love to hear from you. If you are somebody who wants to weigh in on this conversation, uh, maybe you want to put your hand in the air and say, hey, you know, I'd like to learn more about brand therapy. That's a great place to go and, uh, you know, just identify yourself and we'll see you. If uh, you've gone through something like this and, you know, and you've, you know, like me, uh, in your professional journey, you found yourself at a point where you had to flip a switch and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this like everybody else. I'm going to do it like I would do it. Uh, tell us that story. We'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure the rest of the community would. I'm sure there are others in the community that maybe would love to have you, you know, help them figure out who they are. Uh, so marketingtrench.fm is the site where all of our podcasts are lo- located. Find us on Facebook. That's where the community's hanging out. And uh, this has been the Marketing Trench Podcast. Until next time. Yeah.